Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. Spurs, I'm still curtain editor Dave Schofield coming at you on a Sunday night. This is a little bit unusual, um, unless it was a Steelers game, but there's not. And joining me is Jeffrey Bennett. Jeffrey, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing good, Dave. Doing good. Yeah, well, we, uh, we're we still trying to line up um, a regular Sunday uh, YouTube show for BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. And uh, while we're trying to get this all together, we didn't want to leave you all hanging or without anything um, on a Sunday. So I just thought, hey, let's uh, I'll just come on and answer some questions, and we'll do one of our Q&A shows. And then when I thought about it, I'm like, I'm like, Jeffrey, you want to join me? He's like, I'm in. So here we are. This is our No Football Sunday Blues show because, Jeffrey, did you feel it today? This was the first Sunday where it's over. I mean, you could say the week before the Super Bowl there really wasn't football because there was the Pro Bowl, which, you know, I watched a few minutes of it. But this is really the signal that it's over. Did did you think about that at all? I I actually – like bye weeks i like the breaks <laughs> in the season yeah because uh, i watch i watch a lot of film um so it's kind of nice to get that change so mm-hmm. this week i'm still like wow i don't I'm, I'm kind of in that turmoil but i don't know what i'm doing this week what am i watching like uh there's all the stuff going on so i've got i've got a huge backlog of stuff to watch so i was actually glad that today there wasn't any football to watch <laughs> live because i've got so much i'm trying to catch up on uh especially with the two new hires the steelers have but yeah. uh, 
Oh, we'll get into no, that. <laughs> give me give me a few weeks and I'm gonna be like, oh, is there something new? And then by by the end yeah. of by like middle of summer, I'm gonna be like, when can I get new film? Like when we can we get a new game to watch? Just <laughs> that's anything. how that's how I am. I'm like, I want new data. I want new data. Yeah. That's what I say all off season. But I mean, you can watch the film and it's great to watch this film, but okay. to me, it's just not the same knowing what's going to happen. You know, well, there's that, a lot, that, there's a lot I really want to break yeah. into and really like dig into. I've got like a backlog list of things, but once I get about halfway through that, I'll be like, you know what? I'm tired of this. <laughs> I want something new. It's nice to have a chance to really, really dig into it, you know, because mm-hmm. when you, you're watching it. You got articles to do. You can watch the game like four times, but there's still plays you haven't been able to really dig into and look at things you want to, you know, analyze a little bit further. Yeah. I, I know exactly what you mean. Before we dig into the football, I've got to ask you a question. Okay. Do you, do you get a holiday tomorrow? Yes. Being president's day. Just, just yes. was wondering, you know, didn't know. And if by the holiday, kids I mean the, school. Act, the actual opposite of a holiday. Uh, normally you have to deal with the kids only my nine days is me at home doing work it's just me you know mm-hmm. and it's got it's a break i just get to kind of dive into my own stuff and tomorrow i've got the kids and my wife is home as well so it's it's all of us so we got uh, events planned I mean, it's going to be crazy oh there you go see uh tomorrow is president's day um if you're listening to this in podcast form that would already be today but it's interesting because growing up, my, my father always referred to it as something that one of his friends called it. He called it residence day because the weather was always so bad. You had to stay in your residence. But for my family, my my individual, yeah, I, I, I always thought that, was, that wasn't too bad. For my individual family, when my daughter was in preschool, she got upset and wanted to know where her present was because it was presence day. Instead of President's Day. And it, what was interesting is I actually, you know, had picked up something on clearance after Christmas and had it stashed away. I'm like, oh, we have a present for you. Guess what that did? That established a tradition that I am now stuck with that for my family tomorrow <laughs> is President's Day. So my presents kids day. expect presents. So uh, wow. it's not exactly a holiday for me either in that regard. It it's, adds a little bit of stress to it. But uh, hey, we kind of just wanted to talk a little bit, get caught up to make sure we got some people here in the live chat. Because what this show is going to consist of is your questions. We are looking right now, I'm starting at the beginning, whether it's a YouTube question, whether it's a Facebook Live question, we are just basically going to be here for, you know, about a half an hour answering questions. So until I get one that comes up, I'm going to ask you, Jeffrey, your your very short answer. I, I don't want a Brian Anthony Davis 18-minute answer. I want your short answer of the Steelers' two coaching hires from this week. Okay, uh, the offensive line coach, I don't know how good of a job he will do, but he fits the scheme. He's used mm-hmm. to coaching what Matt Canada wants to run. So I, I'm, I will give him a shot. We'll see if he's good at it. But he, he fits what the Steelers want. Uh, Brian Flores to me, ooh, we'll probably get some questions about that. I, I'm excited yeah. for this hire. I am very excited for this hire. I think a lot of people are, uh, and it's a fantastic move. I, I, I love it. Yeah, my my general thoughts on that. Now, I did a special uh, breaking news podcast with Jeff Hartman yesterday, about an hour after the news went down. We couldn't do it during the news going down because we were both coaching a fourth and fifth grade basketball game. But, uh, but when we talked about it, I always thought, hey, it would be the, the question was, are they going to hire another set, you know, another 
defensive assistant like Terrell Austin was? Were they going to hire an outside linebacker coach like Keith Butler? The ultimate goal was if you could do kind of what a Terrell Austin was and have them do both roles. But the, yeah. did you have the right person that could do that? To me, this hire knocks that out of the park because it's someone who's been there, done that, coached the linebackers in 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 New England with you know various other stuff. But that's what he was known for the most at the end. When even though he wasn't the defensive coordinator, he was calling the defensive plays his last year there. Correct, Jeffrey? Yep. Yeah, 2018 and, when they won know, the Super Bowl and held the Rams to yeah. three points. Yeah, and that as his defense, and then he is the head coach of the Miami Dolphins. We kind of know how that all went down. Some Miami Dolphins fans came in um, and chimed in on some stuff the, the on our both on our website and um, on our YouTube channel. And some of what they had to say was, "Hey, this is good for you guys because we were terrible um, eight games into the season. Flores took over calling the defense, and they won seven straight games." And the yeah. defense looks pretty good. So some people are excited. Some people aren't. Um, just thought I'd get your general thoughts on that. So I'm just, I'm going to dive into questions here. So I I love butchering names. So I picked a great one to start with. Eugene Turk- Chirikov. I think I might've got it. I don't know. It's Maybe I'm close. It says, what do you think will happen with our linebacker core in general? Jeffrey, you want to go first here? That's it's going to be interesting. Uh, I don't think Devin Bush, Alex Highsmith, or TJ Watt are going anywhere. I mm-hmm. think we're going to see the Steelers again try to add a third body at that outside linebacker group. They've been doing it. Uh, just I don't know how much they like Taco Charlton and Derek Tuska. Those guys did well. Uh, they those are guys are options to bring back too. But beyond yeah, Tuska's back, Tuska's Taco's back. a that's free right. agent. Yeah, yes, they could bring back Char- Charlton if they want. You know that's yeah. that's an option. Um, the big question is, who's next to Devin Bush? Yeah. Uh, I don't think we see Joe Schobert back. He Not doesn't at that price. Brian Flores. <laughs> Brian Flores' defense, mm-hmm. inside linebackers or blitzers. You have yeah. to be able to blitz. You're you're going to see more the type of linebackers that Steeler fans want to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, his scheme allows, and especially if you look at the Patriots, if you look at how Miami does it, it allows for linebackers who aren't as good in coverage because you just don't send them into coverage. Yeah. You put in defensive backs if you want coverage, and if you if you send in a linebacker, you're sending him in there to be aggressive. So I think this is the kind of scheme we can see uh, a more aggressive, a more tackling linebacker come in and not really have to be in coverage as much, and I, and we can see Devin Bush take that kind of a role. I, I think he's going to be good for everyone involved. Mm-hmm. That's my opinion. But I, if you're going to add someone next to Devin Bush, it's going to be someone who can blitz. Yeah. Okay. I can agree with that. Do you, I don't know if you know this, this could be a question for you to ponder, to answer at another time on another podcast. Is there a particular baby free agent out there that would fit into that role? Now that, now that Brian Flores is in the mix, you know what I'm saying? It might not have been someone that we thought, you know, 36 hours ago, but now as someone, I don't have the answer there. I don't expect you to have that off the top of your head unless you already looked at it, but that's something that we're going to want to look at and answer in the future. All right. Um, For me, my answer to that question is I'm hoping it gets better, but honestly, you've got to, you've got to have the defensive line using up 
taking up the, the blockers. And that was something you even mentioned in our Slack channel of how he likes to align the defensive front to do those kind of things. Um, the, to use up the blockers to to leave the linebackers free. That's the that's the strength of Devin Bush. He didn't have it last year. Um, yes, he had. He's still getting over the injury, but uh, hopefully, maybe he can get completely healed up from that and have a better situation in front of him, and he can get back to his strengths, which is ultimately what the Pittsburgh Steelers try to do with all their players is to put them in a situation which builds to their strengths the most. And Devin Bush was not put in that situation this past year. Would you? Is that a true statement? Yeah, I would agree with wholeheartedly <laughs> with that one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, all right. So, moving on. Michael O'Malley, Flores bolsters the staff. Does he have an extended role? I think we kind of just answered that. I think, do you think it's going to be similar to last year where it was kind of Austin and Butler together? Austin, yeah. I mean, we believe that's kind of what they were doing. Austin's yeah. handling the secondary, Butler had the upfront, and they're going to do that with Flores. Well, what Flores is known for is his blitzes. Yeah, very aggressive. Just like zero blitzes, crazy <laughs> stuff. Stuff yeah. where you're taking what the offensive line wants to do, and you're dictating to the offense what they're going to be able to do. And that is how the Steelers ran it with Butler. Is much more instead of just reacting to the offense and trying to you know slow them down, go after them, force yeah. their hand, take things away from them, and just say you're not going to be able to do this because we're sending people. I love it. I think he's going to be great in that role. Uh, that's it's it's a good fit. It's a perfect fit, and I think yeah. he will have that kind of extended role. I I will say I would prefer them to not send a zero blitz on third and whatever it was, like we saw in 2019 um, on yeah. Monday night. Don't, um, don't do that to Ben Roethlisberger. Like yeah. that's it's Ben no, Roethlisberger. It was Mason guys. Rudolph, wasn't it? No, yeah, Mason. Yeah, oh gosh, Mason lit him up too. That's yeah, right. that's what You're I'm right. saying. 19, they sent everybody on that third, and whatever. Mason Rudolph destroyed yeah. the Dolphins. Yeah, but that was yeah. that. I'm thinking of that one specific play where they I, sent everybody and left them one on one. DJ runs think, across the middle and runs for a touchdown. It was. Yeah. I think there was a little bit of someone knew what they were running. Mm-hmm. In our defensive side, that was able to be like, "Look, when they do this, no, well, this is what they're doing." Remember, I think Vinka was. I think Vinka helped in that game. That was also the uh, the whole uh, um, evidence for showing that they the Dolphins really weren't wanting to win games. <laughs> People yeah. use that play as an example. Anyway, I'm going to throw that there. This is a very similar question, so but I am going to bring it up because it came from Facebook. Um, this was was from um, um, PJ Gildernew. Did I get that right? I don't know. Um, what will the Steelers plan or what will be the Steelers plan for IL or for middle linebacker? Um, that has to be one of the worst positions of last year. Um, we kind of addressed that. Anything else you want to say about it before you go on? They are going to stick with Devin Bush through his entire rookie contract. They will not get rid of him during his rookie contract. And he's going to have a chance to redeem himself. Yeah. I think you're going to see more of them. Just like Dave said, Try to get the guys in front of him to keep him clean because that's how you get Devin a lot out of Devin Bush. Do you think it goes so far that they that they have to really think about that fifth year option? I, I've yeah, I've said that I question. think they're going to do it anyway. Do I, they keep I said the before. fifth year option. That's a good question. Yeah, because that that's comes around. I think question. in May. Yeah. yeah, I said I really wish we had another year, Devin Bush, before he had to make the decision. Personally, yeah, I I true. said when Jeff asked me that. I think they they're even this was before Flores. I thought they would do it just because of the capital that they invested in Devin Bush, that they would say ten and a half million dollars was worth it. Uh and, we'll see. And if he bounces back, you're gonna him way more than that. Yes, exactly. So um 
I, 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 hey, Felicia, have to, uh, Felicia Ballard has a question, says, I like the floors, but wondering, how will the flow go between, is that uh, uh, Mike, is she talking about Tomlin, Tomlin. and Flores? Um, yeah. she, I was making sure she meant Mike and not Minka, because she said Minka later. Not worried about the Minka situation. You know, the whole, you know, Brian Flores was the coach, Minka Fitzpatrick wanted out. I don't know if there's a problem there. Minka Fitzpatrick loves... Terrell Austin and Terrell Austin's still going to be in charge of what he's doing back there. So hopefully these guys can all work together. Uh, what do you think about um, kind of, I almost look at it as like a de- defensive three headed monster between Tomlin, Austin and Flores. Do you, you kind of think that's how it's going to be? Flores is kind of, I think it will be Flores is kind of a fiery personality. Yeah. You read anything about him. Like he, he fought his way up. Um, that's a guy who's not going to back down. And you saw he stand up to the league. And he's saying, you know what? They tried to get me to tank. And the interviews were shams. He's not going to take that stuff. He's going to be a fiery personality in that room. And I, I think that's fine. Mike Tomlin can handle that. They, yeah. They're experienced. They're used to dealing with that. Uh, we'll see how he does with the different players. Uh, I don't think there was a personal problem between him and Minka Fitzpatrick. They, like, they liked him at strong safety. And their strong safety turns into a linebacker on their yeah. dime plays. And he did not, that's not, you've seen Minka in the box. Yeah. That's not Minka. Absolutely. That's not Minka. Put him deep, let him play the ball. Yeah. yeah. So here, I'm going to roll on to this one. This isn't really a question, it's a statement, but we're going to respond to it. Robert Ellison says, please tell me the Steelers aren't seriously thinking about Carson Wentz next season. I, I hope, I, I, I'm i with you. I, I can repeat that mm-hmm. exact thing for me. Please, yeah. please Steelers, tell us you're not considering Carson Wentz. No. Yeah, my and especially if you think about what Carson uh, Carson Wentz's price tag was for the Colts to get him, how much they had to pay him. I mean, if you're talking about Carson Wentz coming in for what you're paying Mason Rudolph, just to have somebody else to in the mix, that's a completely different story. Um, the, the brief stint he had where he was an MVP candidate in that offense, yeah. that offense was loaded. It was really well run. And he is, what, two, three major injuries away from being – since then, that's I'm not taking chances on that. That's too many injuries. Yeah. So um uh just making sure we got something good here. How about uh PJ's got another one, uh Gildernew, right? He says, Why is why is keeping Bush a must? He's too small, doesn't tackle well, and last year showed he can't cover either. Um, Jeffrey dissected. He struggled that one in coverage early. He struggled in coverage when he was hurt, when he came back with the groin injury. As he bounced back, he was getting better. Remember, he he got his hands on a ball, tipped it up. It was intercepted. He deflected another one. He all, he dropped an interception. Interception Towards the end of the year, he was starting to be better in coverage again. Uh, he is small. He he is yeah. He does tackle well in open space. He doesn't take on blockers well at all. But the Steelers got him knowing that. He is here to be a coverage linebacker. That's what he's here to do. The problem is last year, they had no run stoppers. They didn't have yeah. run stoppers on the defensive line outside of Cameron Hayward. They didn't have it at linebacker. Joe Schobert wasn't that guy. Like if you didn't if you didn't run into Cameron Hayward or TJ White, there was no one. There was no one on that defense yeah. that was a real run stopper. So there's there's a problem there. But the reason I say they won't get rid of him till his rookie season is over is because he's cheap. To replace what Devin Bush gave you last year, where he was roughly equivalent to Joe Schobert. Go look at their numbers. Look at how much it'll cost. <laughs> yeah. Joe Schobert's more expensive than Devin Bush. And he gives yeah. you 
what Joe Devin Bush gave you last season. Yeah. Like they were equivalent most of the year. And I think towards the end, Bush was better than Schobert and Bush is cheaper than Schobert because he's on a rookie deal. He will play. And also how old is Devin Bush right now? Like really? Yeah, he's, Devin he, Bush, he's 24, like, maybe 23, 24. Is he, he was, he's 23. Is he he's going to turn 24 <laughs> this summer? Oh, wow. He's 23. They're going to give, he's going to keep he's yeah. gonna be on this team. Yeah. So here's something to remember. Okay. Look at what I think were the three most concerning areas that I didn't last year. I mean, I might be wrong. I'm just going to throw these three out there because they kind of fit what I'm going to say. Offensive line, defensive line, inside linebacker. Look at what happened. David DeCastro, June. Everything changed. They had to bring in Trey Turner at the last minute. Inside linebacker. Vince Williams retired. Everything changed. You know, they, they cut him, brought him back for cheaper because of everything, but then they were banking on him. Everything changed. He had to go out and trade for Joe Schobert. Okay, defensive line, Stefan Tuitt never came back. Tyson Aloualu goes down in week two. Changed everything. Yeah. Okay, those are the three main things. So some of them were, were personnel outside before the season even started. So if you think of, if you look at Tuitt as really being before the season even started, it was it was Tuitt on the defensive line, Williams at inside linebacker, DeCastro at the offensive line, and kind of put the Steelers into a we have to react and do something mode. So if it didn't work out, it's because they didn't really have time to 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 fully plan it throughout the offseason. Is that a good point? Or am yeah, I, just I, I think there's merit up? there. Yeah, I think there's definitely yeah. merit there. Yeah. Yeah. So um, here we go. Here's Paul Curran says, What are the chances of the Steelers signing the Ravens fullback Ricard? Probably not very good. I'd say not very good either, especially yeah, with Derek, Derek Watt on the Watt. roster. And yeah. they're like, Oh, well, you're gonna cut Derek Watt. Yeah, you could save some money. I'd I'll ask you this question, Jeffrey. What's more likely, a Derek Watt release or a or a Derek Watt contract extension? Probably an extension. I would I say for neither. I honestly hope yeah, for neither. Neither is fine too. Neither is fine. But, but, if you, but if you one or the other, what would you think? I'd yeah. say they'd probably extend him. That's yeah, and likely. knock down that cap hit for this year. You know, spread it yeah. out a little bit more um, for for his use. I just I just want to see him. You know, he, I, I he's a great special him. teams player, but I want to yeah. see Cam Hayward's brother on this on this team. But I still accept. Yeah. Like I'm like I'm trying to figure out what will they sign him? Will they draft him and keep Derek Watt on the same roster? Let's do it. I don't care. Yeah. I just I want Cam's brother. Oh man, yeah. Um, uh, I'm trying to figure out what this question really was from Richard Adamson. He's like, hey guys, do you think the floor is will higher? they change any draft picks? What do you, you mean? Meaning who, who who they draft? If the Steelers you, plan to fill the linebacker spot in the draft, yes. Mm-hmm. Usage of defensive linemen is very similar between but Keith Butler and Brian Flores. Tuitt and Cam Hayward are perfect fits. Tyson mm-hmm. Alawalu is going to be great in this. Like this, you would go after the same defensive lineman. Inside linebacker, I think, is going to be a different kind of a player than the Joe Schobert, then the Mark Barons, then the Devin Bushes that they've been going to to get more coverage ability on the roster. Flores tends to go small when the Steelers have tended to go big in the in, in different setups where we'll do 3-4 alignment against what should be nickel. Uh, Flores will, would frequently drop to a blitz-heavy dime package against nickel, against what we would have thrown like nickel at. 
Uh, So that could change the kind of linebackers we bring in. That's, that's the spot I would say would probably be affected the most as the inside linebacker. To me, the, the floor is higher. Does it change what the Steelers do in the draft? What ultimately is going to determine what the Steelers do in the draft is free agency. That's, that is so far the bigger thing than even specifically uh, this coach. Now I will say what they do in free agency and the draft could, could, be determined based on what they want to do with this kind of defensive scheme. Absolutely. But what they fill in free agency is ultimately going to determine what they go, what they do in, in the draft. Um, I do want to say something for those of you in the live chat. Um, I do realize there was someone in there um, making some, some problems. I hadn't even gotten that far because I was saving the questions, uh, but uh, don't worry. We're, we're, I'm trying to keep a better eye to make sure we clean that kind of stuff up. I apologize it was there for as long as it was. Here we go. Greg Schallenberger says, think signing floors affects Minka Stang? I don't think so. I, like I said, I don't think that was at all personal. I think that was scheme. Here he is a free safety, not a strong safety. He will not be coming to the box. He will be playing deep. Uh, they'll move him around a bit, but I, I I don't think it will be a problem at all. Yeah, I I mean, if anything, could could maybe Minka. I mean, I still think they get the deal done, kind of in the same timeline as T.J. Watt. I don't know that he's going to do the T.J. Watt route of staying out or anything, but um, I think he's you know is going to play on his fifth year option, and if but hopefully um, before the season starts to see the Steelers can get the extension, but we'll just have to see if not make is at least here for, for another year, uh, no matter what. Okay. Uh, trying to find another question. I've got people. What's great is I have a lot of people answering other people's questions, which is nice. Um, <laughs> um, here we go. This is the next one that I found. Nate Van Slyke says, I've heard that they've met with a few different candidates for GM uh, more than a few. I think it's, I think it's seven external and two internal at this point. Um, if I if I have that right, um, who would you like to see move into that role after Colbert steps down? Jeffrey, any thoughts? I, that's that is over my head. That is outside <laughs> my league. I honestly, I have no idea how to evaluate general managers. Right? Yeah. I can evaluate yep. Kevin Colbert by looking at like how many of his draft picks worked out, but you know, some of that's some of that's not even on that. Some of that scheme, like you look at Sean Davis, Sean Davis was a safety who fit a scheme that we were going to use. And then we changed it, right? Like Justin Lane was drafted in 2019 to be a man cornerback. And all of a sudden we're splitting man and zone and he doesn't work. He didn't fit what we wanted to do all of a sudden. And he's never really worked out. He, but he's put in a scheme that doesn't fit him because we changed our defense around our coverage around a lot, which was Mm -hmm. good. It worked out well but it kind of screwed him over. Like like, there's all kinds of things to go into it. I have a really hard time thinking about GMs in that way. I I really don't have an answer. Yeah. And some people are curious because a lot of everyone's like, Oh, now go get Riddick. Lewis Riddick's never been a GM before. That's one, two, that could have, because there is the, the Steelers have listed out all the candidates they've interviewed. That is not one of them. I don't know where the re- I can't remember where that report came from, but the Steelers have not acknowledged that that was even an interview. For I said when it happened, for all I know, if they're going to promote someone from within, that could have been almost gauging an interest 
you know, let's say, for example, a Brandon Hunt was going to be mm -hmm. promoted to GM, that might have even been gauging the interest if Riddick would like to go come back to Western Pennsylvania and be in charge of scouting for the Steelers or something like that. Yeah, but with the fact involved. that the Steelers didn't actually list him as a name, I just wanted to clarify that because a lot of people on the YouTube, on some of our YouTube shows, the later comments have, have, have made some comments about that. Um, that's the situation where I see it there. I honestly, I don't think he, I, I'd be really surprised if he ends up being um, in the mix there um, for the GM. Uh, I don't really want to ask you this question, but I'm going to anyway, Jeffrey, just because we said that's what we're going to do. Todd Faraday wants to know, what about Winston at quarterback? Uh, Janus Winston as a successor to Ben has been a topic for a while because when you think about Ben, when he was younger, the run around gunsling, take chances, you know, throw up prayers, hope for the best kind of quarterback. Well, Janus Winston's that kind of a guy, right? Yeah. They both worked with Bruce Arians. Bruce Arians compared him a couple of times, you know, stuff there. There's a reason that kind of is out there. Um, I mean, if the Steelers brought him in and it was cheap, sure. Yeah. Why not give give the guy a shot? He's he's another, you know, quarterback holding over. As long as you're not devoting serious resources to the quarterback position for a temporary quarterback or a guy who's just good enough to keep you from, you know, just good enough. Like a, 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 you don't you don't want a Neil O'Donnell. Mm -hmm. We don't want a Neil O'Donnell right now. Yeah, that's not the guy you need. We, we if if Winston is cheap enough that we're not investing a ton in him, okay, I'm cool. Otherwise, yes. nah. And I, I, I'm sorry I set the question up the way I did. It's really not that bad. Um, that it's the whole notion of how much money do you want to spend on a player versus how much they are better than your current situation? You know, how much better is, how much better do you know Jameis Winston would be than the situation that you have with Mason Rudolph and Dwayne Haskins? Is it 10 times better that you're going to pay him 10 times the money? Yeah, that's yeah. that's the one thing that I want. And that's why with, with like the whole talk of Jimmy G, I'm like, I don't want to give up the draft capital to get him. I don't want to pay the, what, $24 million his salary is due to be this year because he's not a huge upgrade over what the Steelers have. I'm not saying that he's not better. I'm just not saying that he's not – I don't think he's six times better because that's how much more of a salary cap hit he would be this year. So you've got to be smart with that. And to, to know if you're going to spend money like that, it's got to be someone that's going to be the answer more than just, just a bridge. You need, you mm -hmm. want someone, if you're going to spend that money, it needs to um, can continue to go through here. Here's a nice, interesting question. Brian, I'm going to say Kane. I'm going to hope I'm right with that. It says, what position is the most important for the Steelers to address this offseason on the offensive line? And where do you think it's done, free agency or the draft? Thanks, guys. Brian from Ireland. It's already... Tomorrow in Ireland, so we better make sure we give him a quick answer, Jeff. <laughs> um, <laughs> which which part of the offensive line do you think they're going to address? Going to address, and do you think they're going to go draft a free agency to do it? Trey Turner's not a stealer, uh, and yeah. that means we do not have a right guard. Yes, and also in my opinion, if this, I, I'm okay with Kendrick Green competing for the starting center job. I like yeah. centers in the draft too. So for me, right guard. Mm -hmm. Getting an absolute stud right guard in free agency is the move to make, in my opinion, because then if you have to add a, a stopgap center, if you have to, you know, if you draft a rookie, or even if you 
if the Steelers are convinced that Kendrick Green is going to have a really big jump from year one to year two, and he could be that guy, a stud right guard, and Kevin Dotson on the left, or or you know a stud on the left and a new guy on the left and Kevin on the right, however that works. If you got two guards, the center's job is a lot easier. So for me, right guard right now yeah. is the number one spot. I can agree with you wholeheartedly there. I would really like that position. And now some people are saying, well, what about put, putting dots into right guard? If that's what they all they want to do, every time I've then, talked about wanting to move someone on the offensive line, it hasn't worked out the way that I hope. And the same, so remember that. That's part of the reason why I'm kind of against the Kendrick Green to guard. I think he's, I, I think you need to be bigger at guard than you are at center. So if that's the problem, I think it only is going to magnify those problems. I don't know that he's a starting guard in the league. If Because if he's not a starting center, I don't think he's a starting guard. But just yeah. the way he's built. If he can't handle the calls and everything else, and you're thinking, well, he's pretty good otherwise. Moving him to guard, I keep saying it over and over again, isn't going to be some magic wand that he magic no. that he all of a sudden is a great player. If he's not good enough at center, he's not going to be good enough at guard. Look opinion. at the history of the Steelers' guards. They're huge. Yeah. We like big guards. Yes. So that's how I feel there. I I would not be shocked if they do not add anything at center, if they just bring back J.C. Hasenauer as his exclusive rights-free agent and and really try to bolster other things um, around them, uh, around other spots. But they need a couple linemen, and I'm okay. I'm okay if it's one free agency, one draft, two free agency, one draft – you know, however they do it, I, I I would be upset if they don't do it at all in free agency. Do you think that's fair, Jeffrey? I think so, yeah. Yeah, they've got to do something in free agency and not yeah. just completely rely on the draft for that. Because, And I wouldn't mind them spending big capital on the draft because, as I pointed out, all those years, this is an article that I'm going to finally you know lay out for people, um, all those years of the Steelers having multiple first-round draft picks on their offensive line, Kendrick Green was the highest drafted player on the Steelers line this past year. Um, Even if they weren't drafted by the Steelers, that's, that's just what they had. Uh, We're only going to do, we're going to do two more. We're getting towards our time here. I told Jeffrey, I wouldn't keep him too late. And I also told my wife, I wouldn't be too late doing this either. So I want to answer this one, Jeffrey, because this is quick. Okay. Randy Sears wants to know, is there any chance the Steelers trade or release Edmonds? If you're talking about Terrell Edmonds, the answer is there is zero chance they do that because Edmonds is a free agent. He is not on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, They have to re-sign him. So there's no trade. There's no release. Now his brother, Trey, it was given a futures contract. So I'll ask a follow-up question, Jeffrey. Do you think that the Steelers re-sign Perel Edmonds? Absolutely. I think that is a priority signing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I imagine they have something in place. He actually re- – I think he really fits Brian Flores. How Brian Flores uses defensive backs. And he yeah. is really developed under Terrell Austin. I don't think there's any reason they wouldn't try to bring him back. Yeah. All right, well, I'm going to go with one more question. I'm sorry for those of you that, that that put some in later on that we just didn't get to them, but this, this is what we were trying to do. I'm going to go back. Started with them. Got the name right, apparently. I'll see if I if I get it right again this time. Eugene Chirikov. I think I got it again. I almost missed the first eye. Okay. He said, last year Haskins was really good in preseason and training camp. Do you think he has a chance to be a QB1 or will, or we will bring someone in? My question is, do you agree with that first statement, Jeffrey, that he was really good in preseason training camp? He showed a lot. 
when you when you simplified the game down, when you took it out of being, you know, how good are you in this offense or that offense or whatever, Haskins can throw the ball around. I I thought he showed yeah. quite a decent bit, but he has he has the physical tools. He has a, a cannon of an arm. He can move around. He's good in those ways. The the question is, can he handle? You know, when the game gets complicated, can he handle all the calls? Can he be that guy? Because that's that's kind of been the question mark on him. Yeah, I I know what you mean. I don't know that he looked that, you know, he he didn't step up in a big way in his big chance in the last preseason game. Um there's reports of whether how seriously he took stuff when he was in, you know, I I'm not worried about that. My thing is come in next year, show what you can do, but technically he's still not on the Steelers. There was the report they're going to offer the original round tender as a restricted free agent. It hasn't been official yet because it couldn't have been, and he still has to sign it and everything. But all I have to say is this. If someone else wants to sign Dwayne Haskins and give the Steelers their first-round pick, that is something I would definitely be in favor of. (laughs) Wouldn't you, Jeffrey? That'd be fantastic. I'm okay with that. Yeah. I would Um, allow it to happen. Yeah, and and because I brought this up, I'm going to do one last question from Red River Rivers. He says, how many draft picks do the Steelers have? Um, I'll, I'll run through real quick. Without compensatory draft picks, they have first, second, third, sixth from Kansas City, but we don't know which one from Kansas City. That's I think that's what's the conditional part because Kansas City had their own and somebody else's. Uh, don't know which one the Steelers have for sure. And they have two sevenths, their own and from the Jets from where they traded their fifth to the Jets. And they are projected right now to get one fourth round compensatory draft pick. So that's what the Steelers have. Um, if they get a fourth round pick, that means that they have no no fifth and two sevenths. So they would have the seven picks. So uh Jeffrey, anything you wanna wanna say, wanna plug or anything here before we call it a show? Nope. I'm good. <laughs> All right. Well, you and I, we, we I will, I'll get... say I am gonna be doing a uh Brian Flores film room. Uh Kevin Smith is doing it as well. We're covering it. I was working on one for the offensive line coach. Now I'm working on two. Uh, but I'm, I'm doing one on Brian Flores, his defense against the L.A. Rams in the 2018 Super Bowl. Uh, I'm going to be looking at that and showing showing what he wants to do, because that's a game where his defense worked. Yeah. OK. I mean, that's a, I mean, just look at the scoreboard and it, and yeah. it seems like that that would be the case. Uh, I, I want to just, you know, give you a quick rundown. We did this show tonight because we didn't have a regular Sunday show, you know, no, no post-game show, anything like that. We're working on that. There, we had something that we that um, the podcast producers pulling overtime uh, was something. But until that comes through, we're like, hey, let's just come in and take questions and do the Q&A because sometimes that's what you all um, that are here in the live chat like the most. So, but otherwise, we've got our full lineup especially on on youtube and facebook live um that's that's staying the same with the hangover monday scobro show tuesday jeffrey and michael with the curtain call wednesday um steelers preview even though we're not previewing the game we preview whatever we can uh with the triumphant trio of myself and bad and jeff then we've got tony on friday and we've got the aussies on saturday we will still be coming with those YouTube shows. Then we have the regular morning lineup, which is your Let's Ride Monday, Wednesday, Friday, your your Live Mike Tuesday, Stat, Stat Geek Thursday, and we have our noon lineup. Some of it's getting shifted around. Jeffrey, you're still on Tuesday, right? 
Yep. With, with your with your cutting room floor. Uh, great, floor uh, great, great, great show last week. I just, do just want to say that while I have the chance to say that. Um, I know we have the um, Jeremy Betts' show, which is was the fantasy fix. I can't remember what angle he's taken in the offseason. So you've got to make sure you tune in. And Andrew Wilbar has been been, jo- has been joining him on that. I'm pretty sure the way it's going down is that War Room is moving to Wednesdays. And what Yin's talking about is going to be on Thursdays. And then Brian and Kevin's show that they did as a, as a pregame show, they're sticking around to do a show together on Fridays. It could be a little bit off with that, but we've got a lot coming. And Bad might also be bringing you all something else special on the weekends that, um, with, with something a little bit different. Uh, that's in the works. We have a number of things in the works. So make sure you are subscribed to the YouTube channel um, so you can get the alerts whenever we go live. Make sure you are missing a lot of content if you aren't doing the audio podcast. You you can get them anywhere po- podcasts um, are fine, free. You know, uh, I know Apple Podcasts is a big one. That's what I use. That's what most people use when we see our numbers coming in. You subscribe, they send it to you. They send you everything we got. Uh, but Spotify, uh, I don't even know the names of all the other ones. But make sure you're checking us out. Uh, Jeffrey, thanks for coming on tonight. I really appreciate that. That uh, that allowed me to sort through some questions while you gave some great answers that were much better than what I would have given. <laughs> so uh, uh, thank you all. And, you know, we're, it's the offseason. It doesn't matter. We're still going to end it this way. We'll just have to say, go Steelers. <laughs>